Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies releasing this week and whatever movie-related tangents we decide to venture off on today. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis, and here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes, sir. We have some guests with us. We sure do. <laughs> do you guys want to introduce yourselves? <laughs> you start. Hi, I'm Dylan. Uh, <laughs> glad to be here. Excited to talk about some news today. I'm Zach. I work with Travis. And yeah. 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 I'm excited as well. Mm-hmm. Should well, be a good time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, yes. Appreciate it. Glad to have some some new faces rather than just me and Travis. Most definitely, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people get uh, sick and tired of listening to me drone on. Right, and all the dad jokes and all that, so, you know, who knows? Every once in a while, just right. once in a while. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, I guess, Travis, let's start off with you. How's your week been going, man? Oh, it's been good. Um, just working. Uh, still still have my aunt's car, so, <laughs> you know, that's going really great. Um. You have no luck with cars, man. I, I know I don't. None. It, I'm glad I don't have to, you know, use it for a, a living anymore, so. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> always a plus. <laughs> um, I did have a chance to watch a movie. Yeah? And I watched Argyle. Okay. Oof. What'd you think? I hated it. Really? <laughs> it was awful. Bad really? choice. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. It, it, was, it, it was just so stupid, and... It, I usually like movies like that, but there's something about it that just didn't sit well with me. And I don't know if it was Bryce Dallas Howard. I love Brian Cranston in it. He was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And I liked uh, Sam Rockwell. Right. But just something with Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Okay. That works. Yeah. <laughs> I also watched that this week. Watched yeah. it today, actually. But, uh,. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, I am okay. In full agreement with you there, Charles. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't think it is a problem with the cast. I think Bryce Dallas Howard's fine in it, but okay, it's just too cheesy, mm-hmm. and it feels like it doesn't know it's cheesy. Right. But so, like, it, it takes itself too seriously, but not in a good way. Mm-hmm. I think you could describe it that way. It, there's a bunch of twists in there that mm-hmm, are supposed mm-hmm. to be like these huge, big reveals, and like right, it, mar- it was marketed as like a who's the agent Argyle, who mm-hmm. who's it gonna be? Mm-hmm. Right. And right, when, right. when the reveal came, I wasn't super satisfied. Yeah, I wasn't either. Or nor did I care about who Argyle was. <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just failed on so many fronts for me. Yeah. yeah. It sounds okay. a lot. Now I haven't seen it, but it sounds a lot like kind of the reception I had to uh, the second Kingsman, also directed by. Matthew Vaughn. Mm-hmm. I felt the exact same way about that one. It was way too cheesy for me, especially compared to the first one, which I felt like took itself seriously enough for the kind of uh, yeah. like action film that it was. Mm-hmm. But the second one was full of goofs and laughs and Elton John and a yeah. robot dog, and it was took it all a little bit too far. <laughs> so it sounds a lot like mm-hmm. kind of what Argyle is. Hundred percent. So think. yeah. Yeah. So I, I may have actually watched some movies this week. I know. Surprising. Wow. <laughs> uh, usually I don't have time, but uh, no, I, I actually watched Argyle as well. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so here, here's the thing with that. It was, it, it's not that the story for me was bad. It's that it was slow, like way slower than Kingsman or Kingsman 2 was. Um, okay. You know, and it it just felt like at parts it was just kind of plodding along, you know, whatever. 
until it got to uh, the smoke grenades. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, there's there's Matthew Vaughn and the Kingsman. Gotcha. Okay. And then after that, it was just kind of, you know, what, maybe 15 minutes of uh, Kingsman type of action, and then it was done. Basically, yeah. Okay, yeah. When the oil spills on the ground, that's yeah. a pretty decent scene. I yeah. I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, you know, like you were saying, I, I feel like Bryce Dallas Howard wasn't a bad choice. You know, it, it wasn't necessarily her it for me was the just the the pacing of everything yeah up until the last 15 i will agree it didn't need to be two and a half hours right right (laughs) yeah that uh that that seems a little excessive yeah i also think matthew vaughn just isn't the director for me like the way he presents the entire Mm -hmm. narrative just doesn't Mm -hmm. work for me i guess but gotcha okay Sure. I do feel kind of bad for Henry Cavill, though. True. Mm, right. <laughs> they did him dirty with that haircut. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. But then, like, uh, you know, you go back to Superman, right? And not necessarily the best script. I like I like the movie, personally, you know, Man of Steel. But just the DCEU in general, they kind of did him dirty. And then uh, Witcher did him dirty. And then uh, this one did him dirty. Man from Uncle, going back to that, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I felt bad for that. Like I, I really enjoyed that movie, but it just like <laughs> he's got nobody Mission Impossible it. Fallout to fall back on though. He's got a shotgun arms. He's got a shotgun arms. At least he's not short on work. Right. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we talked about before too. Me and Travis here, uh, he's doing all of this stuff for Warhammer. Yep. Uh, and I think that was picked up by Amazon? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. I think that's what we were talking about. And he's doing the Highlander uh, remake. Right, yeah. so he is, he Hopefully is. that, I mean, it's in good hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen when we kind of talked about that, but instead of Sean Connery, Antonio Banderas, since he is actually a Spaniard. I think that would be a really good choice. Right? Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but I like that a lot. Kind of like I mean, a Zorro-type uh, yeah. like action, but from, you know, from Antonio Banderas again, that'd be really cool. Right, yeah. exactly. And I mean, he's the right age too, so I don't know. That's just you know my thoughts. Perfect. Um, have any of you guys seen The Boy and the Heron? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yes. Okay. Watch the dub <laughs> and the sub. Okay, I, I only watched the dub because that's the only thing that was here yesterday. But um, I actually watched it with uh, with some family and <laughs> one person, and I quote, uh, "The whole movie gave me the ick." <laughs> uh, which I mean I can see just because of you know like the the transformations from you know like the stork and or the heron not stork uh, but the the heron and like the pelicans and everything I can I can see that mm-hmm. but like I don't know when when they said it it just kind of made me laugh a little bit but I don't know what you guys think of the movie when you saw it I, should I say. haven't thought about it too much honestly since I saw it when did it come out? December, like, 7th or something? Yeah, it's been um, a while. I'm kind so, of behind on my movies. <laughs> um, I quite like it. It's not near the top of my, like, Miyazaki rankings, but... Okay. I don't know. I think it falls flat in the third act for me. Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I really liked it, um, but I thought it was pretty sparse for, like, a Miyazaki movie. Like, not thematically, but, like, visually it was, and then, you know, the world didn't, like have as much inhabiting it as like spirited away does where like right. in spirited right. away every frame every second is filled with something you can like get excited about whereas boy in the heron i thought was much more paced and then 
visually it was just less going on than than like a spirited away which to me was a little bit of a detriment but like when it's Miyazaki it's still like even if it's not my favorite of his, it's still an 8 out of 10. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's still really good, so it might just be nitpicking, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, when people say, oh, it's a bad Pixar movie, you know? Right. Still pretty good. <laughs> still pretty good, yeah. compared to other stuff that comes out. Of yeah, course. for sure. Um, one thing that I was thinking about, it's like, it takes its time in the silence. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just kind of gives you time to just reflect on what's happened before, what could be happening next and just lets it sit there for, I mean, sometimes it might seem a little too long, but... That's where my problem arises, I think, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was waiting for this big climactic moment between him and who is posing as his mom, I guess, because it's his younger, her younger self or whatever, but I was waiting for a big moment between them where Spoilers. they have a little bit of a conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But that never really comes. They say, like, a sentence to each other, and they're on their way. yeah. But no, it, it just wasn't satisfying enough for me. I, okay. And I, I don't know, like, I think the the whole kind of, I don't know if it's like cultural differences, you know, especially from back in that time period uh, where his his dad ended up being with his aunt. That, yeah, definitely right. a cultural thing, but yeah. Yeah, it it definitely kind of had to... As Americans, yeah, it's just it, not the norm, so... Had had a little bit of a weirdness to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. All right. Uh, well, I think other than that, we should probably at least start thinking about heading into some news here. Uh, first things first, obviously one of the big stories this week was Carl Weathers passing away, which, mm. I mean, that right there just sucks. <laughs> yeah, that stinks. Um, and it was everybody from... Sylvester Stallone to Adam Sandler throwing out stuff there saying, you know, just how great of a person he was and mm-hmm. how great he was to work with. And it was like, and then Star Wars, you know, put something out there saying, you know, our, our great magistrate, you know, and just a little heartbreak symbol. It's like, oh man, oh, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that hurts. That hurts. But uh, yeah, uh, Carl Weathers has passed away uh, 10 years to the day after Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh wow. oh, wow. I didn't. Okay. At least that's when it, when his was reported was 10 years exactly after Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. That was, that, you know, that stinks. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know if you guys have anything to, you want to say about uh, Carl Weathers or? I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen most of his filmography, so it wasn't really? something okay. that you struck some, me. You've got some goodies to catch up on then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. I, my favorite would probably be his performance in Predator. Okay. Yep. So I, yep. Zach, I would start with that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Chubbs either. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, in Rocky, as, as Apollo Creed, he's mm. fantastic. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been he's been everywhere. And then, uh, oh, it was, yeah, I mean, he's even done just so many cameos on TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got some got some good stuff there. He sure does. Has Disney said anything about what they're going to do with his uh, Mandalorian role? I or haven't they, heard anything, no. Neither have I. I assumed it was too soon for them to probably bring that up. Yeah, I think um, so. I would, since it's not like a major character, like it's a, it's a good character, but not one that's like super integral to like the overall like story that they're going with. Mm-hmm. I, mis- I would guess that they would probably just write the character like, or just not address the character anymore since he's kind of like on his own on his own planet doing his own thing 
Mm-hmm. Right. That would right. be my guess. Probably the best way that I think it should be handled. But Yeah, either that or just kind of reference it in passing, saying, you know, the, the planet's doing really well, yep. you know, whatever. Yeah. Or that, you know, he ended up living out his days or yeah. something to that effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would uh, absolutely be my guess, too. But I guess other than that, might as well move on to a lot of other movie news that we have. We've got... Uh, <laughs> we got a lot. Uh, last week, we ended up talking about uh, The Mothership, which was a Halle Berry Netflix movie that they ended up scrapping. And I know me and Travis, we kind of got into a whole thing about you know streamers kind of canceling movies, everything like that. But now there's more coming out. Basically, the, the producers, and I think Halle Berry herself, were in agreement on scrapping the movie. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. hmm. So that was that was very interesting to to hear that you know it wasn't just Netflix saying yeah we're we're not doing anything with this it's it's done. Hmm. Yeah, I don't feel like that comes up very often anymore. Right. Yeah. At least in the streaming space. But yeah, I mean we'll we'll have to see. It sounded like they were all willing to work on more projects together. So okay. Is, did they give any reason why yet, or is it uh, just the they state? weren't happy with the product? They kind just of thing. didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. At least that, that's what I was kind of reading. Mm-hmm. Um, it just had a lot, like, just from the article here, it looks like it had lots of production issues. Um, and then they just decided to cancel the release after holding a meeting with the production team and the talent. Did How far into post were they? Did, uh, did they get into any post-production? It sounded, it sounded like they finished uh, filming, but they didn't do any reshoots or anything like that okay. either. So not very far into post-production gotcha. is my guess. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see where they kind of take it from here. Hmm. Let them know I will edit that film for them for $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> they can put it out on their service for less than $1,000. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that sounds like a good deal, honestly. Dylan's personal endorsement. Was that, was that Apple that produced that? Uh, Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Sorry. Yep. Well, no, change Netflix, your mind now. Netflix, if you're listening, <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> Yeah, who is it? It's uh, um, uh, Scott Stuber, the guy who's uh, stepping down from Netflix. Okay. <laughs> one, one, last, uh, one last little uh, hurrah and send the, send the movie your way and get it edited <laughs> and everything like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. But yeah, kind of going from canceled stuff to uh, brand new organizations. Apparently, the VFX artists that are working on the Avatar movies have unionized. Which, I mean, that that'll be that'll be interesting to see what kind of happens with that. Um, I know a lot of a lot of them were feeling very kind of overworked, like especially with the pipeline that James Cameron has, is very 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 demanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that they have the union, hopefully they'll be able to actually have lives outside of work too. Yeah. So is this like a subsidiary of Disney that is specifically only working on Avatar? And they're set to work on Avatar for the next few years? Yeah, so basically it's it's artists that are employed by a subsidiary of Disney uh, that are working on at the Avatar film series, specifically through Lightstorm Entertainment Productions. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. I mean, it's always a you know, possibility, too, that Disney is like, eh, we're not going to renew your contract. We're going to go with this other studio. Gotcha. Because, I mean, I can see Disney doing that. Yeah, yep. most definitely. <laughs> Now, this is a similar situation to what happened with the VFX artists for Spider-Verse, right? Didn't they... 
I'm not sure. There was another there was another group that just did that, I want to say, two or three months ago, and I feel like it was the VFX artists for Spider-Verse that unionized. Hmm. It's okay. definitely possible. I think that was the last time I heard. So it seems to be, if it wasn't that, it was a different movie, but at the very least, it seems to be a, a positive trend in the industry mm-hmm. uh, as of late that they are starting to do that. So mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody kind of knows... Uh, at least uh, mine and Travis's stance on it, as we were uh, on hiatus for about six months there. Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, it, it was nice to have, you know, Monday nights, but at the same time, I, I still miss this. I'm not oh, going to lie. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, six months is, is nothing compared to, you know, 28 years. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's the segue. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Uh, so, basically... We're going to get another sequel to the 28, you know, insert time frame here later <laughs> franchise, <laughs> uh, where we're going to get 28 years later, which apparently Sony is going to be producing here. I love those movies. They're so good. I'm interested. I have not seen any of them. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I've heard great things about 28 Days Later. Yeah. Um, I, so, yeah. I would say that that is the best one. Weeks is better. Or it's not as good, but it's decent enough. Gotcha. But. And apparently, Danny Boyle and Alex Garland are behind it. So awesome! They got co-directing, the, or uh, I think Alex Garland is writing it. Okay. okay. Danny Boyle is directing it again. Gotcha. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I just know. I know uh, with the twenty-eight days later, that one they actually had uh, Killian Murphy like up at 3 a.m. or something so that they could film on the London Bridge there. Um, And like they had to go through and put all the trash and everything on there and then have it off the bridge before all the traffic started coming in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to put it there, film, take it all off, and be gone before traffic that's was impressive. starting to go. Jesus. I feel bad for Killian, but that's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was definitely a feat. I think uh, Killian Murphy expressed interest in uh, in returning for the new one. Um, that would be uh, really okay. Yeah, or I think it was just something he might have mentioned in passing. I, it was nothing like concrete, like he was definitely attached to it or anything. So mm-hmm. uh, it looks like he actually is officially attached as an executive producer. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So we'll have to see if he ends up coming back or not, but right. he is helping to produce it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Which I mean, good for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like great, <laughs> great actor. Still unknown what that term even means, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> they have a say in some stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How much? We don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that, that'll, be, that'll be interesting to see, um, you know, the sequel off of this one. I got nothing. You got, you got anything, Travis? I have no cheesy segue for this Dang one. It. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, so... Well, I mean, you know, it could be 28 years after this book was published. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, R.L. Stein. we've talked about him a little bit. He's got all of the, uh, the Fear Street movies and uh, Goosebumps, and now apparently The Prom Queen is going to be going over to Netflix. They're going to be producing a movie for that. Okay. You guys ever read The uh, Prom Queen? I don't read too much in general, so no, I have not read the problem. But you know how to read. I do know how. (laughs) Not well, but I know how. No, what's this one about, though? Uh, That is a very good question. Travis. Um, (laughs) You know, I never read this series, 
but I would assume it's about a prom queen. Thanks, Travis. <laughs> I'm just going off of the name. That clears it all. <laughs> I like played by Maya Hawk. <laughs> I uh, I like R.L. Stein's like Goosebumps books, but I've never read like yeah, his yeah, yeah. teen. Those I did read actually. Yeah, his teen slasher stuff so so uh thanks to the power of googling it um <laughs> let's go <laughs> the the prom queen is basically one of the uh, fear street novels oh, okay um fear street number 15 apparently uh as the shady side high school prom queen candidates are brutally murdered one by one leaving only one everyone speculates speculates as to whether she will be the killer's next target mm. interesting because uh I did see the Fear Street movies, those three that they released on Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maya Hawk, is she, she the lead in the Prom Queen? Is that confirmed? Uh, I do not know. Let me double check see if I can find that quick. Were any of those good, Zach? I like. Hmm. Which one did I like? I think the first one might have been my favorite, or maybe the. No, there was one that they were at camp, and I liked that one a lot oh, more. That's okay. the second one. I think that's a yeah. uh, seventy or. No, it was. Uh, yeah, it's like seventy six. Yes, yeah, that's some, the one. Like that, yeah. That one was my favorite, but <laughs> that was a good one. There's the one that they go back in time mm-hmm. to like seventeen seventy six. I think it is. Oh uh, yeah, th- that's the not third a one. big fan of that one. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> a fan of that one. <laughs> so <laughs> they go back in time to the like the year. The U.S. was founded. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Unrelated, though. I I don't think that that makes no sense at all. (laughs) But yeah, that that's an interesting little series that I watched. But Mm -hmm. Uh, so basically, it looks like they were just saying that Maya Hawk was in the first one, but there's no casting on this one here. I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Because that was confusing me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They had you know R.L. Stein announces prom queen, and then had Maya Hawk right there. Right. It's like. Yeah, <laughs> unrelated, but and unrelated. Here news. she is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it is still a Fear Street movie, right? So yeah, I guess that makes sense. Even though she's about she's in about five minutes of it, right? So I don't know. Going from one book adaptation to another, I guess yeah, series series of books. Uh, you guys ever read Dogman? I don't know if I did. I feel like I might have like rented a couple from the library when I was a kid. Okay. Okay. I, uh, yeah, is into, this like, like a book series? So, so like Captain Underpants. It's yeah. by the same author. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Dogman is apparently going to be uh, adapted by Universal and DreamWorks. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys watch the uh, Captain Underpants movie? I think I just did see that one. Yeah. I did not. Uh, I, I know I didn't. No. I did read like most of the books yeah. <laughs> as they were coming out. Yep. Um, nice. Back in the day. So. Yep. No, I was I was like prime age as the as the first one came out. I was like. You know, middle elementary school, so Flipporama was just oh, oh yeah. it was the best. <laughs> yep, I uh, do remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty sure my books were wore out because uh, <laughs> there's flipping, oh yeah, encouraging you to flip yep. back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> yep, and yeah, just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Dogman is is going to be made into a movie and or a series of movies, depending on how it does. No, that makes sense, right? The f- the Captain Underpants movie did pretty well, did it, it did, not? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was pretty profitable. So it yeah. mm-hmm. uh, makes total sense that they would keep going. I don't know why they wouldn't just do a sequel to Captain Underpants. Because right. that seems like they're more popular IP, right? Because I feel like even just general audiences have like some vague idea of Captain Underpants. But right. you say Dogman, they're like, 
I don't know what that is. Well, I mean, I think that I, it's obviously hitting the younger audience, though. Sure, yeah. but like, you still got to get people to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> true. No, I know, but yeah. I think Dogman is kind of just like a little bit younger audience than what Captain Underpants was, and then sure. I can, now I can, those uh, kids are a little grown up. To yeah, see, me parents will just throw it on no matter what. Right. Like on TV. I, I think that is just a common thing that happens with parents. With but. and kids movies, they just do well just because. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the kids, like I want to see the Dogman movie. Sure. And then the parents are like, okay, you're probably let's right. go do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know, I know for a fact that I've had to buy, or not had to, but I've I've bought a a couple of the Dogman books for my nephews. Yeah. Okay. So I know I, I know yeah. the younger generation. Is uh, definitely being uh, raised on Dogman. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right. I think it is pretty big. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I know with Captain Underpants, that one came out in 2017. This one isn't supposed to come out until January of 2025. Oh my! If it doesn't get delayed, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. And I guess, oh, Captain Underpants was an animated series that ran on Netflix as well from 2018 to 2020. Hmm. But canceled, of course, because Netflix is Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see how that all goes. It'll be it'll be interesting, you know. Talking about uh, stuff that was canceled, seven seasons in a movie, um, <laughs> community movie. Uh, apparently, the script is done according to Don, Donald Glover. Okay. I don't know. Did you ever watch uh, Community at all? I never finished it, but I did watch a bunch. Okay. I I quite like that show. Yeah. I did. As the f- I think I got caught up as the final two seasons were mm. airing. Mm-hmm. And then that's so I kind of like finished one through. Um, they they only did, or did they finish six? six? I think it was. I think they f- they got the last one. Like it was canceled, and then he, I thought it came back for a sixth season. I think you're right. I think and then you're right. now yeah. they have the movie coming out. Yeah. So yeah. So I I, I got okay. caught up for seasons five and six as they were airing, um, and I still don't believe the movie will happen even if they have a completed script. I'll <laughs> believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Do we know what the plot would even entail? Nothing. 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 Just, just basically done. saying that I guess Donald Glover was possibly doing some press tour for Mr. and Mrs. Smith mm. and then had just kind of an offhanded comment. He was, okay, let me, let me see if I can read this here quick. Uh, I was told that the script, literally I was texting today, I was told that the script was done and that he has not read it yet. Mm. Honestly, I've never watched Community. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I am behind on that one, too. But I've seen all this stuff online. Like yeah. I've, I, mm-hmm. I, I pretty much got. I would think a lot of the, the in jokes, um, and then you obviously heard about Chevy Chase just being a dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I would say go back and just watch the paintball episodes. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are so much fun. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Or the uh, they did one in the later seasons. Uh, the l- lava where like the floor was lava and they had to like they stomped around on like chairs and if you fell in the lava it was like it was a riff on the paintball episode okay, okay. but mm-hmm. you know, couldn't touch the floor right. or you were mm-hmm. out yeah that's fun um, that was a good one too and that I think that episode had Jonathan Banks in it uh, from uh, <laughs> what's he doing there I don't know but like anytime he pops up in anything I love it so. right <laughs> um, but yeah it's yeah I totally agree with Zach the paintball episodes are definitely where it's at but. Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad yeah yeah, yeah. awesome that's awesome yeah okay. he pops up once in a while and stuff like that and it, I love it so okay um, was he playing the same character basically <laughs> I mean yeah I, if I remember correctly he was definitely playing like you know kind of like a grouchy old right. dude but mm-hmm. that's um, funny that's great <laughs> <laughs> very nice very nice well uh, speaking of old dudes Tim Burton um <laughs> 
uh, apparently is set to direct a reimagining of Attack of the 50-Foot Woman from back in the olden days. <laughs> I, I'm saying it now. It's going to be Helen Bonham Carter. I don't know. They're not a bad guess. They're, they're not together anymore. <laughs> so, I mean. Oh, that's, uh, that's true. They're not, are they? Yeah. I forget about that. Sorry, Tim Burton. <laughs> Too soon. Wow. <laughs> Who would we want to see as a 50-foot-tall woman? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to phrase that. <laughs> I meant well, to I mean, phrase it that way. Technically, we just saw one for a couple of seconds in Barbie. You stole my uh-huh. thought. I was going to say Margot Robbie a no second way. ago. I'm like, oh, we just had that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, obviously we have somebody like Margot Robbie. We have somebody like, if they're going along the same kind of lines, like Emily Blunt or something like that. Who do um, we think would work well with Tim Burton, though? Because, honestly, I don't see Margot Robbie working with him. Um... Oh, why can I not think of her name? Um, was just in Poor Things. Oh, Emma Stone? Yes, thank you. Yeah, I think that works. I could see him also just shifting Jenna Ortega into that role as well. Oh, yeah. After working on Wednesday together. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yep. From all like the interviews and stuff that she did, she really enjoyed working with him. So mm-hmm. um, I could see that too. Gotcha, uh, it gotcha. seems like a weird direction for Tim Burton to go. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, it's it, like a weird choice for anybody. <laughs> it, it's He's kind just of a goofy guy. Yeah, it's kind of going back to his roots, though, because if you think about it, one of his first movies was Mars Attacks, mm-hmm. which is very much kind of a you know '50s alien attacks kind True. of movie. Yeah. Um, and then this one came out in '58, and yeah. they're doing a reimagining of it. Yeah, my biggest concern with touching the uh, the, the original is that the original was so pioneering in like its visual effects and its practical visual mm-hmm. effects mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that like I would hate to see this movie come out and it'd be like a big CGI fest right you know yeah. like it just wouldn't feel right to me because like that's part of the charm of the original is like they did so much with so little mm-hmm. and now they're just gonna be like yeah we'll do that we'll just remake this but with big CGI lady I so. don't feel like that sounds like Tim Burton though <laughs> so I think he definitely is well, dedicated Alice to that in Wonderland kind of yeah. was definitely oh shoot yeah. So you're, not you're saying thinking, no, uh, you're thinking they might uh, hobify it? I'm hobify. I'd be worried. That's why I would not like. I'd be concerned that they're adapting this and like they would do that because mm-hmm. that would just crush my spirit on this one. Sure, <laughs> sure. sure. Okay. <laughs> like it'd be so cool if they were like willing to go the mile and like mm-hmm. do practical effects for the, this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if Tim Burton is getting back to his roots of like, you know, something like Mars Attacks, there was a lot of practical effects on that too. Sure. So, I mean, that was because, you know, limitations of visual effects yeah. at the time. But, you know, if if he's going kind of back to something like that, I could see him using a lot more practical effects and, um, you know, seeing what kind of boundaries they can push with that I these days. So. I hope so. That'd be uh, definitely interesting to see. One thing I'm not gonna see though, <clears throat> is the new Saw that's coming out. Travis, <laughs> this one's all you. <laughs> Actually, all you. Yeah, I don't think true. Dylan and I are big fans of Saw uh. either. <laughs> uh. Was so, it Saw 11? Saw 11 is being directed by the guy that, that did Saw 10. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, 
I like that. I I will always be a big fan of the Saw movies. I I know they're stupid. They've been done to the ground and beaten to a pulp, but I don't care. I will go and see them. They, they, it's just a, a good comfort movie for me, and that's really weird to say comfort it's so, because it's so <laughs> because it's so messed up. Wow, um, I'm comforted to see yeah, others. It really tortured. does. I don't know. It, I'm. I guess I am. I am just the weirdo in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so I will be their front and center once Saw Eleven comes out. Very nice. Uh, I don't know. Do we have? Uh, okay, here it goes. Uh, the game returns to theaters September 27th, 2024. Okay. So right in time for Halloween. That'll be great. Mm, love it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Right? Right? No, I saw the first. Stop there. Yeah. Not going any further, I don't think. I still, I, I like the first one. I still do. I think okay. that movie is the genuine like horror classic at this point. But. Mm-hmm. The few I saw after that were not good, and then I skipped a bunch and saw Spiral, and that ma- oh, <laughs> no. movie ruined my life. <laughs> Spiral was okay. It was awful. Oh, it no. was okay. Don't try to on this. <laughs> no, Travis, it wasn't. Not the can okay, of worms right. you want to open, Travis. I, did not. I was trying to give it credit because Chris Rock, and I he was trying to do something different. I, I feel you. My issue with it was like the it just like the traps seemed like they were unwinnable. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a lot of the people would like do the thing, and then mm-hmm. they'd still die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'd be like, well, that's that was the whole. The point is, you're supposed to be able to get out. Very true. We are maimed and <laughs> mangled, but you mm-hmm. can get out. Mm-hmm. And in that one, it just is like yeah. you're gonna die no matter what. Right. So yep. that bothered me a lot. Okay. All right. I can see your point on that. <laughs> Right. I'm glad you like it somewhat. Okay, well, good. I'm glad at least somebody does. This is the nicest I've ever heard Dylan talk about Spiral. Right? <laughs> well, I have to be civil. It's my first time on this. Yeah, that's not <laughs> <the> show. <so. laughs> that one usually sets him off. Well, I got a little heated there for a second, yeah, but right. I was like, I got to reel it in. Yeah. Well, apparently, if you want to set a lot of people off, you talk about the next Jurassic World that's coming out. <laughs> I know we talked about it last week with uh, David Cope, I believe, mm-hmm. coming back to write it. Um, and it sounds like they're in early talks with David Leach to actually direct it. And they've already got it set for July 2nd of 2025 for release. Wow. Right in time for a nice uh, vacation weekend there. <laughs> yeah, David Leach, I think I need to see... The fall up, the fall guy. This this mm-hmm. summer, I think, comes out. Yeah. Uh, before I like solidify my opinion on him. Mm-hmm. But um. But you like the trailers for that one though, right? I think it looks decent enough. Like it could be a fun time. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed Bullet Train. That might just be my sheer love for Brad Pitt. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bullet Train was pretty awesome. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but um. I don't know, the POV from the water bottle was actually kind of like inspiring <laughs> like, <laughs> it was kind of a genius move mm-hmm. yeah fair enough yeah <laughs> but uh like going back to deadpool 2 mm-hmm. not my favorite movie i've seen yeah um i don't know david leach i think he's got some room to improve i think yeah most definitely but i mean i think he was oh no it was chad stahelski sorry i was thinking double for keanu reeves mm in Matrix. That was Chad Stahelski, right? Yeah. Because yep. I, I know it was one of the two. I just never remember. I, 
I just don't know why they think it's the right time to do another Jurassic World when they were like, oh, like this last one was supposed to be the last one. Well, it made a billion dollars, Travis. Oh, <laughs> that's why I get that, but yeah, it did. They should just let it be extinct. Oh, I, to- I totally agree. <laughs> There's well, the dad jokes yep. we've been waiting for. Yep. <laughs> here's the thing, too. This one is going to be like a completely new cast as well. So it's not it's not going to have um, uh, star. No. Uh, oh, wait, no. Um, <laughs> Mario. Mar- or, no. Chris Pratt. There we go. <laughs> Don't forget Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Don't get me started on Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, man. I kind of like him. He needs to not be in things all the time. <laughs> I, his, okay. Star-Lord, sure. You know, whatever. Andy Dwyer, sure, whatever. Um, Garfield, I think his voice was made for. Mm. But Mario, you know, Mario Mario. Not Luigi Mario. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just... Something something was off for the entire movie for me with that. I don't think he bothered me too much. Yeah. I, it's, like, definitely weird that they casted him for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think going throughout the movie it was something that was upsetting me. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, going back to Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Brad Pitt has joined in for Tarantino's last film, which is going to be the movie Critic. Because how he, couldn't he? Yeah. Right. Have you guys heard about this at all? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Very excited. Every time they collab, it's it's really really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, it's one of the best duos duos in in like cinema. I, I, at least in recent times. Yeah, mm-hmm. most sure. definitely. Yeah, Glorious Bastards, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's my favorite movie. So mm-hmm. there you go. Very nice. Should be uh should be interesting. It looks like they're trying to release it in twenty twenty five, maybe. Yeah, I don't. It, it doesn't say whether or not he's the lead for sure, right? It just says that he's like going to be a part of the film. Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's it's just says that it's unclear if he'll play the title character. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, supporting's fine too. He, that was either he, way. Yeah, that's what right. he did in both those movies yeah. we named. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Personally, I'd like to see him lead the film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be happy about that too. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we'll see how this all goes. I'm sure there will be more uh, more news of that as it comes out. Yeah, I just need to know more about this plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie critic is kind of a misleading title, and from what I've heard about the actual plot of the movie. Right. right. I feel like that's kind of the way it is with like all of Tarantino's movies before we see a trailer. Because yeah. like, no one was like on board for like what was being described as like a retelling of the Sharon Tate murders. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's like, why this sounds like Mm. a career killer, like awful. Like, why are you showing us the Tate murders? Like, Mm -hmm. it just seems sacrilege (laughs) and weird. And then we saw the trailer. Like, Oh, it's not that. That's not it at all. (laughs) It was like the complete opposite. I'm very, very curious where he's going to go with this. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Well, we're going from Tarantino's last film to, uh, Jim Carrey coming back out of retirement. Uh, <laughs> retirement for, in quotations. I mean, it's got to be good if he's coming back. He's coming back for Sonic 3. <laughs> <laughs> With Shadow the Hedgehog, right? Yep, Shadow's going to be in it. Oh um, they've they've added a few other people. Uh, Kristen Ritter is going to be in there. Uh, Crystal Fernandez, Leela Brown, and then uh, 
Uh, I mean, obviously, um, Ben Schwartz is back as Sonic. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Idris Elba is back, James Marsden is back, Tika Sumter is back, Tom Butler, uh, a lot of the other cast is back as well. I've seen both of those movies. I can't say I loved both of those movies. I liked one more than two. I remember that for sure. I don't think I could decide which one I like more. I love Jim Carrey. Well, yeah, he was fantastic. I don't know if I love him as as Eggman, though. See, I think he was perfect for the Eggman role in the first one. He might be, honestly. Just the, the, the character itself had very kind of Jim Carrey qualities to him from like the, you know, back in my day, um, the cartoon and everything like that. I really enjoyed it. It's pretty good casting, I think. I just don't know if I've ever been a big enough fan of Sonic in order to warrant caring about those movies. That's fair. Until he had human teeth. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. That was awesome. They should have stuck with that. Right. (laughs) But it gave us that great cameo in a the Chippendale movie. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, it was all worth it just to get that one joke. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Who greenlit that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this looks great. Let's put this out here. I don't think that person has a job anymore. <laughs> don't the whole internet got him fired. Right. right. <laughs> Unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh man. But uh, we'll we'll have to see how that all goes. Um, but it looks like they are, at least with the with the logo and stuff, they're paying homage to Sonic Adventure 2, which has a character, I guess, being shot. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, Shadow, he typically has a gun. <laughs> Is he actually? No, it's no. just in the Shadow the Hedgehog game. <laughs> he has a gun throughout that entire thing. I say I have so very funny. vague memories of playing that on like yeah. the OG Xbox <laughs> twenty years ago. <laughs> Shadow with the gun. Don't remember the gun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we'll have to we'll have to see how this all goes. We'll have to. I mean, once we get actual like trailers and stuff and plot synopsises and synopsi, synopses. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> One of them. Uh, we'll have to see how it all goes. Yeah, I got I got nothing for this next one. Um, Taika Waititi, just jumping right into it. Why not? Apparently, he's making a new movie with uh, Jenna Ortega, and they've just cast Amy Adams in it as well. It's called uh, Clara and the Sun. Hmm. Okay, is this a original story by him? Uh, no. It is an adaptation of the novel from Kazuo Ishiguro. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. cool. um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jojo Rabbit. That's, like, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Next Goal Wins kind of killed it for me. And then also, <laughs> what was it, Thor Love and Thunder, his last one. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been on a great streak recently. Right. So I would love to see a turnaround with this one. Mm-hmm. And they're also he's also always done comedic movies. And I don't think we've seen Jenna Ortega in a super comedic role. Okay, okay. So I think that's definitely mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know he did... I don't know how comedic it is. Um, the one he did with uh, Sam O'Neill and then the kid from Deadpool 2. Um, oh, um... Something Wilder People or something. Oh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, Sam Neill and Julian Dennison. Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, where a national manhunt is ordered for a rebellious kid and his foster uncle who go missing in the wild uh, New Zealand bush. 
Ooh, that sounds interesting. I kind of want to watch that. No, I've heard good things about that one, but mm. I do think that one is also comedic. Okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see how this all goes. Hmm. Hopefully, starts getting back on track. Yeah, I really hope so. He had he showed a lot of promise with Jojo Rabbit, I think. Hmm. And even Thor Ragnarok was really good. Right. Right. Well, got you got nothing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Zach about covered it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. John, why can't we be friends? Boo. It was a Boo. good segue. You know it was. Come on now. <laughs> Apparently we have a new uh, <laughs> indie comedy called Friendship coming out that Tim Robinson, Paul Rudd, uh, and Kate Mara have been cast in. I love Tim Robinson, so I'm in from that. I'm confused. Is it Tim Robbins or Tim Robinson? Tim, Tim Robinson. Robinson. Okay. Okay, all Tim right. Because I was like, I was picturing Tim Robbins, and I pictured him from Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, no, all right. It's, now it's I know the, who uh, it is. It's the 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 tacos, 55 pies guy. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that one gets me all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, Paul Rudd has some background in comedy, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Very, very small amount. Kind of uh, like TD with this comedic movies. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And then Kate Mara. I don't know. Has, has she done any comedy movies? I don't even know the name, if I'm honest. Uh, well, she, she was... Definitely in season one of House of Cards. Uh, she was also in Fan Oh, yep. no. She was, in the, she was the Invisible Woman in Fan Okay. She was also in uh, sh- the Mark Wahlberg shooter. That's going back. Yeah, that, that's a stretch. Um, <laughs> oh, she was in The Martian, too. Yeah. She was one of, the, one of the astronauts in The Martian. She's good. I like her. She's really good in uh, House of Cards. Mm. Mm-hmm. She unfortunately gets killed by Kevin Spacey. But Whoa. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Jeez. Well, if you haven't seen it. That doesn't it, sound like it's too far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't mean in the show. <laughs> no. but uh, She got better. Um, yeah. That's pretty old. I think we can do spoilers for... Uh, series that's 10 plus years old now right? okay that's fair <laughs> well i mean her last episode was only six years old <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah okay i guess depending on on how you feel how you view fan forestick she does have some comedy in her background <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> God, i was so disappointed in that movie so disappointed i haven't seen it oh don't i don't think i will have seen it travis yeah it's it's really not worth your time <laughs> I just remember staring at that poster in the in the break room of my old theater. Yeah, yeah. It, <sighs> we had a standee of The Rock from Hobbs and Shaw, I think. Okay. I cut the head off and I slapped it on the things, <laughs> on the thing space. Uh huh. <laughs> it's The Rock. Right. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I kind of want to get back into it. So, uh, fan four stick. It was one of those things where it, to me, there was very much a a kind of character building movie like I was fine with a lot of it but you could tell where like the reshoots happened to everything like that and stuff that was in the trailer wasn't in the movie at all and then it just you know was building up building up building up and then it was literally a five minute end fight and then done yeah it doesn't sound great yeah and it, and it was it was a blue beam blue beam to space mm-hmm. for the end fight and is it, that when they get their the powers no oh okay. no no they like that was part of the character building was they got right. their powers and then you know they kind of were trying to learn their powers do everything you know dr von doofenshmirtz was off doing his own thing <laughs> um and then uh you know it kind of just kind of came to a head and 
and then it was like five minutes of you know studio induced fighting you know and then it was done dang i don't remember hating it really i think it i think it's slightly over hated especially in context of like recent comic book movies i think that one starts to look a little bit better still not like great by any stretch Mm. but like would i rather watch that or like some of the more recent marvel fare i think i would go back to that (laughs) To be honest, <laughs> if yeah. I if I was like forced at gunpoint yeah. to choose, just just and lop off like the last five minutes and you're good. Yeah, but like you said, I think the first half is actually pretty strong, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. the casting was really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, absolutely, there's still some things to like about it. Yeah, Because yeah. I mean, it was what it was Miles Teller, it was uh, Michael B. Jordan, yep. Kate Mara, and then um, why the can rock. I never remember his name? Definitely The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Bell. Oh yeah, yeah. As like the main main four, mm-hmm. and then uh, Toby Kebbell was Doctor Von Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> yeah, and he had he had a promising career too. That I haven't really heard anything from him recently. Which one? Uh, Toby Kebbell, because he was in Ben Hur. He was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, he was in Fan Four Stick. He Tom was Skull Island. It looks like. Mm. Oh, he was in Bloodshot too. I guess. Oh my goodness. And Warcraft. Didn't see that one. Well, I did see Bloodshot. Now, that's a bad movie. (laughs) That is a skippable one. Mm -hmm. That was like... That was the Vin Diesel one, yeah. the worst point you could release a movie ever. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So. It was also like the most disappointing thing to watch, and then like a week later it was like the lockdown. (laughs) Actually, you can't watch another movie. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's the last theatrical experience I may ever have. This was a lot (laughs) of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't there wasn't too many good movies right before everything shut down. Unless you love Sonic Two. Yeah, Onward well, was okay too. Onward it was, had a like, it was yeah couple day theatrical oh, right. release. Yeah, it was kind of like what we were talking about before. It was not a great Pixar film. It was a decent movie, just not a not a yeah. really good Pixar film. That's totally fair. Yeah. What was the other movie out at that time? Wasn't it Call of the Wild with? <laughs> Harrison Ford. Oh, I don't know. I think that with one came that out CGI dog. Yeah, <laughs> but it was definitely around still. Yeah. Let me see if I can figure that out. Bad Boys for Life. Oh yeah, bringing me back. Uh, A Quiet Place Part Two. When did that one release? January or so? Not of 2020. As far as I know, 2020 or 2021 here. It, I think it was 21. Okay. It was right after yeah. we reopened the other theater. Gotcha. It was like one of the first new re- in the It was like the first new release we had. Mm-hmm. Or one of them, at least. I think maybe it wasn't a new release, but I think... Because like we had it on open. Or maybe that was it. And I think maybe it had been out for like a month or two. Hmm. Or was it like don't know. one of them that came out during the, the, uh, the what, month that everything kind of opened back up and then shut back down? Yeah, could have been something like that, too, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Interesting times, interesting times. <laughs> kind of like 1975. What happened then? Oh, you know, there's a little uh, little show premiered. <laughs> you know, it has, has no cultural re- uh, relevance anymore. Um, I agree. Live <laughs> from New York, it's Saturday night. Yes, that one. Uh, so, SNL 1975. I know we were kind of talking about it before, too, uh, where they had some cast already, but it sounds like they've cast a few more people. Uh, so, like, uh, they've got Lamorne Morris, Lamorne Morris playing Garrett Morris, Dylan O'Brien playing Dan Aykroyd. Mm. Should be interesting. Uh, Corey Michael Smith playing Chevy Chase. Going back to Chevy Chase. And oh, then no. Matt Wood playing John Belushi. Oh, so they've okay. kind of got... Uh, See, I don't think I know any of those actors, actually. 
Uh, Dylan O'Brien was Maze Runner. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Maze Runner? No, I did not like Maze Runner. Oof. Even with uh, Dylan O'Brien putting his life on the line and getting a major head injury and pausing <laughs> pausing filming for six months. I don't remember him and... enough to like actually have an opinion on him, but I don't remember liking them. Okay, okay. I don't know. I, I did like the I did like the Maze Runner movies. I don't know, I'm weird like that, I guess. But I remember really liking the first one, and then I, Scorch Trials was okay, and then the, the Death Cure was also just okay. I feel like but, they're just lesser Hunger Games movies. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came out. The books came out around the same time. It was mm-hmm. when that dystopian young right. adult stuff was like super huge. Yeah, Hunger Games, Allegiant. Oh my God, um, those are worse. Or Divergent. Sorry. Yeah, yeah those are worse. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, they didn't even finish those ones. Yeah, thank right. God. Well, I think they, they did, but it went right to streaming. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that tanked uh, Shailene Woodley's career there a little bit. Most definitely. And then, uh, but that's, it's weird because Miles Teller was in that one, too. Oh, that's right. He, yeah. he was in Divergent. He was the brother mm-hmm. in Divergent. Look at him now. Yeah. Don't well, I, I think Whiplash helped him out a little, a little bit. I think so. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was a lucky break, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. 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 With Chazelle not being, like, the biggest name at that time. So, I don't know. I think he got lucky with that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little weird to have, like, an ensemble cast of people playing mostly alive other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, True. I can't think of anything else that, like, even comes like a reference point for anything else like that like on that scale like right i'm right. sure there's examples of people playing other people who are like still alive but like to um, have John. so many yeah to have so many of them like mm. and all I don't, I don't understand the purpose of the movie either like uh as far as i can t- i mean basically it's being made by um jason reitman oh okay yep is that the the son or the father the son, son. Okay, uh, yeah. ivan reitman passed away yep oh just before at Ghostbusters Afterlife yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, it, or, it was before they made it because... Or before they made it? Yeah. Uh, no, because he was on set. He was on set with his son for some of it. Okay, okay. Well, I think that's why they didn't have him talking at all. Wait, uh, no, you're thinking of... Uh, oh, Harold oh, Ramis. Harold Ramis. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm, good. Thinking, I'm thinking Harold Ramis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, I think he, I think he had been gone for a bit. But, yeah. But yeah. Ivan Reitman, yeah, I think passed sometime after they finished making that okay if i'm okay. thinking correctly but um but yeah i don't know it just seems like a it seems like a weird movie to make so yeah. i'll have to see like a trailer yeah. to figure out well, i mean <laughs> like what it is it, it's it is a very interesting story just kind of leading up to the very first episode of snl mm-hmm. and i mean like it it's something that just should not have made it just with how much was going on beforehand mm-hmm. um and it sounds like from what we were reading last week, I think that it's it's basically going to be a a real time retelling of you know like the two hours up to the beginning of the show. Oh wow! Hmm. And it's based off of uh, Reitman going and actually talking to the people that were uh, that are alive mm-hmm. from okay. that time to get their story about what happened and you know who said what and mm-hmm. kind of how everything played out. Wait, I kind of love that. It could be good. Yeah. I, because uh, like even cast members and like writers today still talk about like how stressful it is to mm-hmm. put that show together, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. today. And yeah. so to have done that for the first time was probably twice as 
right. you know, right. stressful right. and mm-hmm. nerve wracking. So I could see some really good like tension there, and um, yeah, could be good. I'll have to wait and see I mean, for a trailer. It but entirely depends on what the story is there. Yeah, but I the fact telling... that they're telling it, I think, okay. shows that it is. Yeah, most definitely. I was telling John last week that um, if they do it in the vein or in the kind of the style of how they did the the disaster artist, I mm-hmm. think it would be really good because they'd be kind of like the whole like comedy showing the the comedy aspect of everything, but then still having that that heart along with it as well would I think really be a really good way of telling that story. Well, you know who uh, one person they haven't cast yet is the first host of SNL. Who was that? George Carlin. Oh, that's right, man. I feel like that would be like the trickiest spot for them. Right, right. right. Well, I mean, there was just the whole AI controversy with George Carlin where they had like Mm -hmm. an, an AI version of him do like a whole comedy set, basically. And then his estate is like, um, no. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and sue you now, hmm. right? Agreed. Might not be too hard because that was Carlin before he got like super edgy. Like he was still kind of doing like campuses and stuff, and like it was mostly was it mostly clean cut still then? Mm, I haven't no. seen. Footage. I think I think he had already done the um, like seven words you can't say on the radio you or whatever. So? I think so. Even in the seventies, yeah, that feels like more of like a like an eight. Maybe he did because he might have done that on on Carson even. Uh, let me let me see. Okay, so yeah, it looks like... So Carlin was arrested July 21st, 1972 at Milwaukee's Summerfest for disturbing the peace by performing seven dirty words you can't say on television. Okay, so he was he was kind of starting that already. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Cool, cool. Uh, so I know we were talking about Marvel before, and I want to get back into that because, like you were saying, the, uh, the current Marvel selection, not all that great. But we have Thunderbolts coming up, which we actually just had a... Uh, a switch because uh, Iowa Edabiri, who just won the uh, the Emmy, mm-hmm. uh, has now dropped out of the movie due to scheduling conflicts. Hmm. It's crazy that people are getting too big to star in Marvel movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And uh, Geraldine Vishwanathan uh, has taken her place, hmm. which I honestly don't know that name. I don't just know. off the top of my head. No, I saw the picture of her and I thought she was the. The lead in the latest Scream movies. Oh yeah, wrong. I that's could see that. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's Melissa something or another. Yeah, Ferrera, <laughs> I think. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, Io is she's doing really well right now. Last year was really big for her, I think, mm-hmm. especially even with the bear. Mm-hmm. But just mm-hmm. movies alone, I think she did a phenomenal, had a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm. So right. no, not absolutely. crazy that she's having scheduling conflicts. Sure, but uh kind of a shame i think to mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. see her in the mcu mm-hmm. maybe or lucky for her it might be if that's what the mcu turns out to continue yeah. with so uh Viswanathan has been or was had her breakout role in the u- universal comedy blockers oh yeah <laughs> i heard that one yeah nope. I, I had a poster for that one. Oh really I, yeah you did yeah <laughs> what is that uh, it 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 had a well. Let's just say the poster. It was a John Cena movie. Uh-oh. Uh oh. The poster had a chicken with blockers under it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see if he can uh, infer what the movie was about from there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was 
an interesting choice. Let's say that. <laughs> oh, but she's in driveway dolls. Perfect. Mm. Yeah, that one looks. The, uh, she's the second lead. It looks like in driveway dolls, which I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I am too. Yeah. Yeah, that one looks pretty good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to gauge her off of that, I guess. Sweet. One person out, one person in, and then we got a lot more people into this other movie. Uh, Gia Coppola's last showgirl has apparently added Pam Anderson, uh, Kiernan Shipka, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dave Bautista, Brenda Song, and Billy Lord. That's going to be quite a cast. There's another Coppola. <laughs> there is another Coppola. <laughs> I just knew of the two. Well, three, technically. And you got Nick Cage, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nick Cage. <laughs> he's, he's got some stuff coming out. He sure does. Oh, I have seen a movie from Gia Coppola. I watched uh, Mainstream with um, Andrew Garfield and Maya Hawk. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I can gauge her directing abilities off of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Let me see if I've seen anything from her. Yep, nothing. <laughs> I mean, it looks like she did a couple music videos for Carly Rae Jepsen. Hmm. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how that all goes. Francis Ford Coppola is her grandparent. Hmm. Okay. Pamela Anderson. Pam Anderson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I keep forgetting that she's still around. <laughs> well, like, if you look at the pictures, it doesn't look like Pam Anderson. True. I don't know if you guys know why that is. Because apparently the person that... Like, she only trusted one person to do her makeup. Mm-hmm. And they passed away. Oh. Oh. And she doesn't trust anybody else to do her makeup. And so now she's basically going natural. Huh. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. That's really interesting, actually. So let me, let me let me double check to make sure that that's actually true. I I, I want to say that's true. Well, then she shouldn't. Then she certainly shouldn't go out in public because her chest certainly is not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, it looks like uh, Pam Anderson had, did an interview um, where you know basically she said that she just went along with what people were telling her to do when it came to how she looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after her makeup artist, Alexis Vogel, died from breast cancer, uh, she was inspired to leave her signature look behind. And then she said, I just felt without Alexis, it's better for me to not wear makeup. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always thought that was kind of interesting story. That's a fun tidbit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> the last showgirl from uh, Gia Coppola. Yeah, I'm interested after after seeing mainstream. But um, yeah, not much to expect, I don't think. Who do you think is going to be the last showgirl? Because it's basically about a uh, you know, seasoned showgirl who show closes after a 30-year run, and then as a dancer in her 50s, struggles with what to do next. How old is Pamela Anderson? Ooh. She's got to be at least in her 50s or 60s by now. I want to say 60s, if not more. I was going to say either Pam Anderson or Jamie Foxx. Or not Jamie Foxx, my goodness gracious. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, 56 years old. Okay. So yeah, it could be could be Pam Anderson as the last. Uh... Yeah, I feel like that's got to be who it would be. Yeah, very nice. Uh, well, I feel like uh, yeah, the rest of the cast also is pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So going going back to the boy and the heron, did you guys kind of get taken out a little bit when you watched the dubbed version with Dave Bautista? I loved that role for him. If I'm honest. Okay. okay. I don't think that messed with me at all. Uh, I don't know. It just it just felt very kind of like, hey, come in, read this one line, and then you're done, kind of thing. Hmm. Whereas like, I will go up there and I will talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I suppose he. I mean, I don't 
think that character is entirely necessary. Mm. Uh, I think that was another part of my problems with the third act. But I think I think what they give him is solid enough. Satisfies me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And then, uh, I mean, one name I haven't heard for a while is Brenda Song. Yeah, that actually caught me off guard. <laughs> Isn't she from like the the Disney Channel fame? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very much so. Wasn't she like Wendy Wu Homecoming yes, Warrior she was. or something like that? And she was also London Tipton yep. in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have not heard her name since then either, so uh, <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> Looks like she was in that Netflix release uh, short series, Blue White Samurai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have started that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah I've been thinking. I've been meaning to watch that. She was also in the Social Network mm-hmm. at some point, or mm-hmm. not at some point, but. Yeah, well, there was uh, one time pretty recently that she kind of popped up again, um, and that was with her husband uh, when he got his. Uh, I think it was his star on the Walk of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she's married to Macaulay Culkin. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. I know that. And he's got a star? He just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I love uh, that for Macaulay Culkin. I love that guy, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right in, uh, you know, late November, early December. <laughs> and I know, like, he, uh, Catherine O'Hara was there with him when he got his star, and he talked about his, you know, Brenda Song being there for him and everything like that, too, when he was when he was struggling, because <laughs> he had some struggles that he had to oh, work through. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, it looks like... Uh, they got a little little kiddo too. I'd love which, to see Macaulay in more stuff. Yeah, Kieran's yeah. getting a lot of recognition right now. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. Macaulay's really funny. I've seen yeah. him like outside of actually like his film stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a very funny person. So I think I don't know. He can go into a comedy role or something. Well, I think he did a lot for Robot Chicken, like oh, yeah. back when that was starting up here too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A while back, he had a, a Velvet Underground cover band, but they were doing like. It was like Weird Al kind of like food like uh, covers. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I remember reading that a while ago. Yeah. It's kind of wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's funny. He's a funny guy. Mm, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, it should be should be interesting to see just kind of where everything goes with uh, Last Showgirl. Should be pretty wild. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be wilder. All right. So we got a new movie coming out called Wilder and Me. Um, this is about Billy Wilder, the the director, from way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And this one, it looks like Christoph Waltz, Maya Hawk, uh, John Turturro, and John Hamm are all set to be in it. I like That's the a cast. solid cast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I, uh, I I didn't know this was uh, this was in the works, but uh, reading the description got me really excited. I think Wilder is one of the like best classic directors. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard and Double Indemnity are like two of my favorites of all time. So some like it hot man. It's a good one too, but <laughs> I like the other ones more. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds super cool. And Christoph Waltz seems like the perfect, um, perfect guy to play. Um, Cause Wilder was Austrian. Um, so sounds like, you know, Christoph Waltz, we're used to him putting on like a little bit of an accent and mm-hmm, doing that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like he's good at that. So, um, so I think he he's going to be really good in the role um, as the director. So, and I like movies about making movies. Like that's a great subgenre. So, right, right. Um, so that sounds super exciting. So that's definitely one I you know, put down as excited for. Yeah, sweet. I'm always in for more my hawk. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those movie classes back in high school that basically started with 
silent movies and then did one of like kind of every era mm-hmm. and it was it was nice because you know class started at 7 30 in the morning <laughs> and you could just sit there and watch movies for you know we had what hour and a half classes right oh it was perfect <laughs> it was perfect and then you know the homework was literally you know write some facts about this movie that you find i am deep here i come um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no it was great it was great and then that's where we saw stuff like double indemnity and mm. you know something like it hot uh we ended up watching alien unforgiven that one was a good one too it was great and then just being able to kind of get that exposure into those movies i feel like a lot of people nowadays don't actually have that exposure or they don't try to find you know stuff like that in order to you know kind of see where movies came from but you know some of them are just awesome on their own without you know kind of putting them into the context of the time frame that they came from mm-hmm. for sure yeah uh well i mean uh that was a little bit of casting news <laughs> just a few pieces there but we do have one more uh piece of news here about uh late night with the devil which is is a movie that has uh, david ismalkian in it which is the uh, new horror movie that's coming out with him apparently that's going to be released march 22nd and then it's going to be on shutter exclusively on april 19th did you guys ever uh hear anything about this one no i don't know i have not anything about it I, I hadn't before reading this article, but um, just like the quick glances I've seen, like the little I've heard about it, sounds pretty interesting. So it should be it should be a, a great one for Travis to watch. <laughs> That's all right. I'll take one for the team. This uh, synopsis is reminding me of like a like a video drum type of thing. A little bit, yeah. David Delsmalkian, he's awesome. Yeah, and he seems to be popping up in just about every other movie these days. So. That's mm-hmm. true. See, I, I liked him back when nobody knew him, when he was a Joker's goon in Dark yep. Knight. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and then Prisoners. Yeah, he's great in that one, too. Mm-hmm. Actually, fun fact, I saw The Dark Knight here. Oh, really? Yeah. Back when this had the big, big screen. I watched it for the first time on a bootleg DVD on a portable DVD player. So. Oh, was the best experience I had <laughs> on a portable DVD player. See, you take the Eiffel screen here. Mm-hmm. You take the projector that was here to fill the entire screen, and you get the semi-flip where it's dead mm. quiet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's <Wow>. cool. <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, but <laughs> no, that's that, that year I went to go see so many movies because i think i saw dark knight probably five or six times uh i saw casino royale right around that time uh six or seven times um every time was with a different group of people they're like hey we want to go see a movie which one are you going to see hey you guys want to go see casino royale uh yeah i'm in Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) sure let's go but uh yeah no that was that was that was a great time for me yeah, I'm glad so many people have great memories with The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, let's see here. Other than that, I think we've uh, finally hit our trailers for this week, which, uh, I mean, there's not too many of them. We got two trailers, first one being The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, speaking of Henry Cavill from before. <laughs> uh, did you guys have a chance to watch the trailer? 
I yeah. didn't see this one actually. I saw the other we have, but Okay. Yeah, no this one it's it's hmm. I wanna see it. I don't know. It's not gonna it feels like it's not gonna have very much of a plot. Yeah. But Yeah. Like a lot of other Henry Cavill movies we mentioned, it seems a little bit like quirky uh action vessel kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, absolutely. It could be good, but like I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> yeah. I mean it it's a guy Richie movie. Yeah. Uh you know, what what more can you really do? Yeah. Um, my my issue with him is he seems like he's putting out so many movies lately. Like mm-hmm. he's in the last like year he's had this would make like three movies in the last year. He had two come out so. last year and it's like he went from somebody who was like kind of an auteur of like being pretty selective of what he was putting out and like taking his time to craft it and now he just seems like a director for hire who's like mm-hmm. i'm just doing it for the paycheck kind of yeah <laughs> at least that's the way it feels to yeah, me because like signing yeah. on to aladdin was definitely a turning point, there was I that think. yeah you're mm-hmm. probably right and i i liked uh, the gentleman like uh i thought that one was okay yeah, yeah I, I like that one um, like it's not something i've revisited but like when i watched it i thought it was pretty good but mm-hmm. but yeah he just kind of seems to be putting on a lot of movies lately and I will agree I, with that. Yeah. I wish he would like slow down and just like be a little choosier, spend more time on you know his projects. But yeah. quality over quantity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. But well, I mean, you know, this is this is not his uh not his first time with Henry Cavill. Back in 2015, he did Man from Uncle. Oh. <laughs> okay, I didn't know Guy yeah. Ritchie did that one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that was that was Guy Ritchie. Um and yeah. then you know, obviously he did the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, and this uh, definitely seems like an extension of, like, both of those. Right, mm-hmm. right. So. Um, but, yeah, like, it was uh, Carrie Elwes, right? Yep. Yep, yep, Carrie Elwes. Um, we had Alan Richson, which <laughs> every, everybody online is like, yes, big guy, little glasses, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, I mean, yeah, like, just you see that, and it's like, you know, Dave Bautista and uh, Blade Runner 2049. It's like... Perfect. Love it. <laughs> yeah, true. Yep. <laughs> but they say it's based off a true story. We'll have to see how it goes, where they uh, kind of take the ungentlemanly warfare way of sinking U-bo- U-boats and finding them and taking care of them. This one looks fun. I want to go see it. At the same time, I'm not expecting much. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Yep. it like it, It's got my attention, so yes. might go check it out. But Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. And then... The second trailer that we had was a teaser trailer for Long Legs. What did you guys think of this one? So it kind of reminded me a lot of uh, Nick Cage's Mandy in some ways. I think visually and just, I don't know, it Mm -hmm. being a horror movie and starring Nick Cage. But (laughs) yeah, it it doesn't look like there's much plot going on there. Yeah. At least they don't give us any. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And that could be a good thing, too. I mean, this is is just a teaser. Right, for sure. I do kind of like the the thought of going in not really knowing a whole lot, because then you get a bigger surprise that way. Oh, of course. If it's worth your time, at least. Yeah, it's so hard not to hard to keep yourself from. That's very true. Those things, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, especially yeah, with this day and age where yeah. everything's so accessible to you. I think any Nick Cage is good. Nick Cage. Agreed. So very true. I'll go yeah. see it. And I, I don't usually, like, seek out movies that I know are going to be pretty bad, but mm-hmm. he's the exception where I'll probably just watch everything <laughs> he's in. I'm with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't he uh, Didn't he just win a, a Saturn Award, too? Did he? I think he just won Saturn Award for uh, um, Supporting Actor for Renfield. Oh, really? That mm. would be an interesting 
turn of events. I think so too. Uh, mm-hmm. Not what I've expected, especially in a year where he had Dream Scenario come out, which yeah. not was supporting for sure more of a serious movie. Um, yeah. It was a, still comedy, but mm-hmm. it was not. It was taking itself seriously, um, and he was very good in that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like he transformed himself in a way I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, best supporting actor in a film, Nicolas Cage, Renfield. That's what in the world? Okay. I'm okay with that. I I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, what was he up against? I who knows? Couldn't tell you. Uh, I just have a list of the winners. I see. Um, science fiction film, The Way of Water. Uh, fantasy film, Dial of Destiny. Best horror film, Talk to Me. Mm. Was that a pretty good one? That was a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best superhero film. What do you guys think? The last year, best superhero film. I mean, Guardians has got to be. Guardians three. <laughs> it is Guardians three. Good. Yeah. Uh, action adventure is Dead Reckoning. No longer part one. Uh, thriller. <laughs> best thriller film. I don't think you guys will get this. I kind of want to hear your opinions though. Thriller film. Mm-hmm. What was the Thompson McKenzie movie? Oh, Eileen. Yeah, that's what came to my mind, but. The Killer? Travis, you got any ideas? Honestly, I don't know. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer. Mm. <laughs> I mean... If you spin it as a political thriller, sure. then that makes sense. Yeah. But if you just told me thriller, then I would not have expected that. But, yeah. But <laughs> Strange. But political <laughs> thriller makes total sense, so... Given the the down, Robert Downey angle, because mm-hmm. it's him vying for you know a cabinet position and people are working against him, so hundred mm-hmm. percent. But yeah, then when you go into his psyche, yeah, I, it's yeah, it's kind of a thriller. Yeah, still strange, but would not yeah. have guessed it. Yeah. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. not, not at all. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, Nicholas Cage, best supporting actor for Renfield. <laughs> very very interesting. <laughs> got the Saturn Award for it. <laughs> Um, I think he's been on a streak, so like of, of movies I've actually enjoyed, like right. unironically. Right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Unbearable weight of massive talent was one of my favorites of that yeah, year. I love that. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Love um, it. All the comedy, uh, comedy worked in that movie for mm-hmm. me. So, mm-hmm. uh, but then Dream Scenario was really good. I even enjoyed Renfield. Yep, for the most part. So, I, don't, <laughs> I think he's been on a hot streak. I watched the retirement plan with him. Oh. Terrible movie. Forgot mm-hmm. about that one. He's really funny in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just watching? knows how to play. A, a, he, he just knows the movies that he's in. Mm-hmm. And when he's in a bad one, he, like, flips a switch and he just he goes ham. I don't know. I know he makes it work. Mm-hmm. I know it's a couple years old, but did you, did you guys watch uh, Pig? I watched that one, yeah. Was that one pretty good? His performance is phenomenal in it, yes. Okay. I don't know. Kind of a weird indie movie, but <laughs> yeah, he's great in it. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that one, I don't know why it just kind of stands out to me, but it's just like Nicolas Cage is, you know, unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, you know, something like Con Air or uh-huh. The Rock. Yep. Oh, great movie. Uh, and then just pick. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> She's like, okay, yeah, sure. It's definitely a strange addition to his mm-hmm. filmography. Also, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Did you guys watch that one? I did not. I know that one. <laughs> I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's it's him and uh, Jay Baruchel, <laughs> which doesn't seem like it would necessarily work, but it's Nick Cage as like an old school sorcerer driving around 
you know, like the the old school, um, like twenties car where it has the super long engine compartment and then like the little <laughs> cabin is just driving all around with like the huge fenders, everything like that. Um, but yeah, no, like that one, that one was pretty good. I mean, for for a Disney movie, it was it was pretty good mm-hmm. for a Nicolas Cage Disney movie, I should say. Yeah, when you were explaining that, I definitely wouldn't have thought of Disney. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I mean, we, we have National Treasure also. That is true. That is true. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I'm still holding out hope for the third one that every couple of years gets a little bit of <laughs> a little traction. sprinkle of news that Jerry Bruckheimer is trying to get it together. Yeah. And they're like, please do it. They did didn't, that. Yeah, they didn't they, did they the do that that uh, TV show though on Disney yeah. Plus? And it was definitely like the 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 movies are family entertainment. Mm-hmm. The show felt like it was definitely aimed only for kids. Like oh, it was very. Okay. Not the same. And very then, Disney Plus. Very Disney Plus in, yeah, the worst ways possible. They did get Harvey Keitel to come back for it. Mm. Um, nice. And then they killed him off after episode one. So. Oh, <laughs> Not the wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the only reason I tuned in at all. And after episode yeah. one, I stopped watching. <laughs> very nice. Uh, yeah, so Long Legs. Interesting trailer. Let's just, yeah, let's, uh, we'll just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that actually brings us to the end of uh, the movie news slash trailers portion of it. You guys got anything else you want to say about any of the movie news, trailers, anything like that we uh, had this week? I was going to say, okay, I don't know if it was for sure real or not, but was the, I saw the leak of the name for the Beetlejuice sequel name. I don't think it was a leak. I think it was just Is the poster. Okay, so but it was, it was real. Yeah. It was confirmed as Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Okay, and th- I that's think like the sub, awesome. I think like the subtitle was AD twenty twenty four. Yeah. No, it, it was uh, September. Like the when he was holding the little ticker tape. Yeah. It said like September seventeenth, I think twenty twenty four. Yeah. It con- that the date too, but I think the official title. Oh. As like the article was, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, AD twenty twenty four. <laughs> okay. I think that is the official long title. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Don't yeah. quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was, okay. which is a awesome. long title. But <laughs> I mean, quirky and fitting for the kind of movie that it is. Mm-hmm. Think, so. you, ju- you did just have another long title one, uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That, yep. Like I said, not a bad thing. But <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> When you work at a theater and you gotta sell tickets to it, right. you gotta say the name mm. a few times. Mm. <laughs> you, it, it can be a lot. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can definitely attest to that. Um, so, all right, so that finishes our movie news. Which uh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, if you want to watch any any new trailers, anything like that, you should uh, come to the St. Michael Cinema. You should uh, <laughs> come on down. Thank them for uh, helping with the podcast. Really appreciate the space. Really appreciate the the people. You know. Yes. Please come say hi. Yeah. Come say <laughs> hi, come say hi to Travis. I might yeah. be here too. <laughs> Zach and Dylan will probably be here. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. We'll see. The one of us is always here at some point. So. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but that being said, before we get into the movies premiering this week. Make sure you visit us on Facebook or Facebook.com slash movies are thing. We are on Twitter and Instagram at movies are thing, no spaces, dash slashes, anything like that. At movies are thing. Come on by and say hi. Ooh, that was bad. I apologize. <laughs> I had a little bit uh, too much pop. Sorry. <laughs> sure, blame the Dr. Pepper. I will. Every day. <laughs> uh, but that brings us to our movies that are premiering this week. 
Uh, first one that we have is Lisa Frankenstein. That one is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. Uh, a coming-of-rage love story about a misunderstood teenager and her high school crush who happens to be a handsome corpse. After a set of play- playful, horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a murderous journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts along the way. IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Uh, <laughs> I know me and Travis have talked about this before. That we're, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to this one. This one looks yeah. looks fun. No? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. Um, and it's, remind me who's directing. Is it Zelda Diablo Will? Cody. What? Diablo Cody. It, it what? wasn't she producing it and it was uh, Zelda Williams who was directing oh, yeah. it? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My so- I'm bad. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm sorry. There we go. <laughs> I'm bad. My sorry. <laughs> uh, which is exciting. Uh, Robin Williams' daughter is mm-hmm. doing a directing uh, feature film. So yes. that's, yeah. that, that's just instantly something that would, I think, pique my interest. But Most reminds definitely. me a little bit of uh, Warm Bodies, if you guys mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. Yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of Renfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I'll probably check it out. I think it uh, could be a fun time. Yeah, uh. yeah. And, yeah, I know, like, just to kind of re- reiterate points I've made before, I don't know if you guys have ever seen any Lisa Frank items from back in the day. It was very much uh, the color scheme of this movie. It was very much that uh, with, like, unicorns and dolphins and all of that kind of stuff plastered over trapper keepers. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh. Like, if, if you have a couple of seconds, just look up Lisa Frank. And uh, actually, let me see if I can pull something up here quick. Yeah, I was yeah. listening to somebody talk about it, and they said that the joke would probably be lost on most people. And I was like, what yeah. joke? Let's just... Uh, <laughs> Lisa Frank. I'm, that's just... That's like Care Bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only more neon. <laughs> right? How does it get more neon than Care Bears? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was that was the uh, that was the entire aesthetic of my my early school days. <laughs> yeah, that's the nineties that, like, right there. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you if you didn't see you know a girl walking into school with a Lisa Frank trapper keeper, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Having this movie, like, it just looks fun. I I really want to go see it. Mm-hmm. And it's less than two hours long. It's always a bonus these days, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm I'm a little disappointed. It's PG thirteen because I would like a little more gore, but I can deal with it. I don't know. I think the I think the PG thirteen fits with this one. Sure. I mean, it it worked well with warm bodies, so mm. I'm I'm really not too worried about it. And then uh, it has uh, Catherine Newton as mm. the main character, and then going back to uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> we have uh, yeah. uh, one of the Sprouse brothers, uh, Cole Sprouse, as mm-hmm. the creature. Every time. Got to bring it back. Got to bring it back. I just think from Big Daddy. So that uh, should be fun. Uh, the next movie that we have is actually a re-release for Disney. Kind of going back to when they were just releasing stuff on Disney Plus instead of in theaters for Pixar. Uh, Turning Red, which is rated PG-13 and will be coming to theaters. Uh, Maylee is a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. 
And as if changes to her interests, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, which for a teenager is practically always, she poofs into a giant red panda. IMDb has this one at a 7.0 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 95% certified fresh, and Metacritic is sitting at an 83 Metacritic must-see. Did you say PG or PG-13? Uh, I meant to say PG. Did I say PG-13? I, I didn't catch that. I, I thought you said PG-13, but I could have been wrong. Well, it's rated PG. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Um, yeah, did you guys watch this one at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. What did you guys think? Um, I think Dylan's much lower on it than I am. That's true. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad Pixar film. I think it's quite solid, honestly. Okay. I think it definitely goes for a different demographic than than us here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm able to remove myself and enjoy it a bit. I just didn't, uh, yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't, didn't connect with the characters. Um, I got the, the animation was beautiful. Mm. Like, it was a really good looking movie. Oh my god, there's a cooking scene in this where, (laughs) oh, looks beautiful. Rival Studio Ghibli. And I like the end too. It kind of turned into like a bit of like a big kaiju kind of mom Mm -hmm. turning into Mm -hmm. like this giant panda that was like destroying. Like, it was fun. There was some fun stuff to it. Not bad by any means. Just compared to other Pixar's, it was. Um, in the lower echelons for me, but okay. still pretty good. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think it beats out Elemental from this last year. Okay, okay, yeah, I can definitely see that. Let, let's just say this movie takes place in 2003, uh, and Meili is turning 13. Uh, let's just say in 2003, I was 13. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> this this one kind of hits close to home, but yeah, it... it like I, I honestly really enjoyed this one, but I think, you know, it kind of more spoke to me just because like, I remember that time. Yeah. Like that was, that was my life, at that point in time, and just kind of being, in middle school and, trying to navigate all that different stuff. You know, I, I had a Tamagotchi. You know, like just everything. <laughs> wow. Everything. Yeah. Shut up, Travis. <laughs> Tamagotchi. Wow. That's. <laughs> Don't rip on Tamagotchi. I'm, I'm not ripping okay, on it. Okay. I just haven't used one in years. Yeah, that's fair. Tamagotchi, Furby, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> Furbies are the devil. Do they show up in Turning Red? I don't think so, no. Okay. Uh, they did in Mitchell's versus the Machines. Oh, really? <laughs> Very oh, much so. Okay. <laughs> but it was more the new Furbies with the with the screen eyes. Oh. Rather than the mechanical eyes that I that I grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> God, those things were creepy. Yes, they were. Oh. And they turn on in in the middle of the night and you know, <laughs> I love you. Just just sit there and just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? Hello, Satan. <laughs> uh Travis, did you watch this one at all? I haven't watched this one. Um Wow. I'm I've been really behind on my Pixar. Wow. So I I should have watched Soul when we had it here. Mm. I never did. Oh. Missing out on that one. I did, and I didn't see Elemental. That's fine. Which, and um, I do want to see Turning Red, though, so I do plan on watching that. Very nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, definitely prioritize Soul, I think. Okay. 100%. That's what I keep hearing. Really, really good. Okay. So, hot take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first time I watched Soul, didn't really like it. Yeah? You like, said first time, though. First time. Come around on it, right? A, a bit, a okay. bit. Like, 
the more the more the more I have a chance to think about it, the more I have a chance to kind of go back and and rewatch it and kind of rethink about things. It's like okay, you know, I can I can see this a little bit more. I can see a little bit more. But yeah, like the first time I was just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, it's definitely a movie, but that was also the you know first one that was on Disney Plus streaming. True. When everything was closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was still kind of trying to get used to all of that too. Yeah, that's entirely fair. But yeah, that is uh, that is our last movie of the night. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to say about uh, either of these movies? I don't got anything. I think it's just kind of a, a nothing week, if I'm honest. But Lisa Frankenstein, I might watch it. Mm-hmm. Might enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Dune. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dune for sure. Driveway Dolls, in my opinion. But yeah. That works. That works. Uh, already. So yeah, if you want to catch a movie... By all means, come on down to St. Michael Cinema, catch a movie. It'll be it'll be great, be fun time. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. They have there's there's some there's some pretty decent popcorn here, you know. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah. real butter. Right, exactly. Yeah. And we always put it in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that being said, you should visit us at Facebook or Facebook.com/slash/movies.thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are thing. No spaces, dashes, slashes, anything like that. And movies are thing. <gasps> We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash movies. I think if you want to help support the podcast, we do have that over there. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, Zach Dillon, thank you very much for, for yes, coming on today. I, yeah, of thanks course. for having us. This, yeah, was, this is awesome. This was great. This was very nice. You know, I'm, I'm sure Travis was happy to have somebody else to talk to rather than me. <laughs> Most definitely. You know, me sitting yeah. over here trying to fiddle with stuff, actually have somebody to talk to. Yep. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, no problem. It, this was great. Um, hope to have you on some more times too, if you're up for it. Um, but other than that, Travis. Yes. I do believe it's about that time. Here it comes. Kill the outro. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. All right, I got nothing else, I guess, other than that. Uh, yeah. And then uh, don't don't mind me. I always I always have to start it out. Usually I try to make Travis laugh, but I got nothing. I'm just way too tired today, so it, <laughs> you know it, it's just kind of like a. Okay, okay, okay. One second, I need to readjust this. This is it seems like it's falling here. There it goes. Oh, that's better. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. Uh, Technically, stop, stop, I'm doing something, I'm doing something. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. And George Carlin did what? You don't tell me. Takes a lot, Google. Right? Uh... Well, maybe not super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you're in authority, man. (laughs) Um...
Pam Anderson. Uh, hey, look at that. No makeup. <laughs> that was that was a little bit of oh jeez. Hmm. <laughs> what? A couple of years? No. Prisoners was twenty thirteen. Five years later. Wow. Um, I watched that. It. That projector was in that room right there. So. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I wipe my own butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always forget that he's that he's the kid yep. in that. <laughs> well, was that was that uh, Cole or Dylan? Well, it was one of them. No, we don't know which one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, should probably not kick the cords, huh? Um. Well, hey, was that your first time ha having our popcorn? No. No? no. Okay. I had been here before. I mean, come on, man. Well, I just didn't know if you had pop had had popcorn before. Yeah. Or not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh <laughs> but uh Hold on. I was going to say something else and I completely forgot what it was. Old age. What right. A killer. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I what is it? 12 I've, I have been up for 18 hours. Okay, that's fair. All right. And I do have to be up in six hours. <laughs> so. All right, all right. That's fair. There is always that. I will shut up. Because <laughs> I have tomorrow off. Ooh. Yeah. You know what, Travis? Yes. But no, uh, what did you guys think? Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> still kind of new to this, like actually trying to do all this yeah. at the same time. Um, and so I don't know how this will all turn out. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had uh, I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah, me too. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get this all stopped and saved up and everything and go from there. Sounds good. Woo! <laughs>